Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I'm Gina and this is the podcast where we enjoy conversations about past lives, our connection to our soul, our connection to the divine, the divine out there and the divine inside each and every one of us. And today specifically, we're talking more about like the divine out there. In today's episode, we're talking all about astrology and self-care, specifically how you can use the energy of this Aquarius season. And we can all use it. Like Meredith of Earthling Astrology always says, we have, we are all of the signs. All of the signs fall on our birth chart and they all affect us on some level. And speaking of Meredith from Earthling Astrology, she will be joining us today for this conversation. And so will Ashley from the Yoga Magic podcast. And they, I just love, I was introduced to Meredith through Ashley's event called, I think it was called like Cosmic Yoga or something last spring. So almost a year ago. And I've talked about Meredith before. I've had her on the podcast before. I've talked about Ashley before. You know, I just love her yoga classes. And I am so excited to have these conversations with them. Our intention is to do this every month with kind of the changing of the seasons. So we're moving into that Aquarius season and how can we use that energy? I personally love astrology. I love how it puts into words like the essence of what I'm usually, what I'm often already feeling. And it's just this clarifying of like the energetic flow and patterns that are around us all. And I believe we feel this stuff even on an unconscious level. And so as we begin this awakening process, we start to become even more aware of our sensitivities. And with this, sometimes we can feel like, oh my gosh, what the hell's going on? And, and I'm a big believer, as you know, to like look within and see what is my shit and clear it up and then move on. But I do think that there's some validity in being able to be like, oh, I feel this way. And you know what? It's what's going on in the cosmos. And I feel a little less crazy. And it's just a way for me, when I dig into my astrological birth chart, and your birth chart is kind of the uh, what the sky looked like when you took your first breath. And if you have any more questions about that, you can head over to earthlingastrology.com. And I just, I love the way Meredith delivers her information. I love her point of view. I love her past life you know, integration with her astrology. I just think it's really cool. So uh, there are so many reasons why I love using astrology just for self-exploration. And that is one of my big lessons in this life is to like get to know myself and to be, I mean, honestly, I don't think I'm alone in that. I don't think that I'm unique in that. If we get to know ourselves, we're obviously going to make better decisions, decisions that align with us long term, that are aligned with our soul. And so astrology is really just like another way, another energetic flow to tap into and just kind of move with. So, um, oh, another thing I really like about astrology is Meredith oftentimes will say, like, I can't tell you what, but I can tell you when. And so within astrology, even though she... <clears throat> When I, for example, do a session with Meredith, or if you do a session with Meredith, she'll often give kind of like the forecast for the year or whatever it is that we're looking for into the future. And it's really a reminder that we have free will and we have the power to change any moment for the better. I love balancing astrology with all the things that I've learned about myself, learned about myself through astrology, learned about myself as we move through astrology every single day. And it just, it's really affirming to me and will oftentimes give me a lot of clarity. And I just want to make life a little bit easier for everybody. And I want to have more conversations with Meredith and Ashley. So I thought, Let's do one for each sign of the zodiac. So today we're digging into that Aquarius energy. We're going to talk about like 
if it's at certain places in your birth chart. Um, we're going to talk about how to go find your birth chart if that's something you've never done before. And so you can kind of play around with this. Pick up the information that we're talking about, this Aquarius energy, how to use it based on where it falls in your chart, how to use it just as a human in general, and just apply it to your life. And if you don't apply it to your life, then hopefully at least you enjoy the conversation. And know that you can always come back to this. My intention is that these astrology and self-care episodes are more timeless. A lot of times astrology can be very like in the moment. Here's the forecast for this day, this year, and after today it doesn't matter. And I didn't, both Meredith and I did not want to do that. So we're really speaking to more of like how this energy shows up in the world and for all of us. And then Ashley's coming in and talking about just like the practical day-to-day -day things that people can do to just move more in flow with this Aquarius season. I cannot wait to have these conversations every single month. Eee! Okay, so one announcement. If you listen to this and Aquarius energy, we talk about it, it's like the weird one of the Zodiac. And I, you know, I love weird. And when I say weird, I think of like what makes us unique, quirky, what makes us like, what makes us tick, what makes our gifts flourish and open, what are our gifts. I think of all of those unique things about us. I call that our weird. And so, I, after listening to this, I was just like, you know what, if someone's listening to this podcast episode and they're like, I don't, I am too serious or I, I am, you know, a perfectionist or, or if you feel like you're afraid to kind of dig in and see what your weird is or you feel shameful about who you truly are or different facets of your, of your personality or if you're feeling uncomfortable with showing people the real you, kind of like the weirdness of you, the Aquarian side of you, I created a hypnotic track in the shop. So if you go to pastlivesandthedivine.com, click on shop, and the audio track is called Loving Your Weird. And it's really just for, it's a directive hypnosis script. So you pop it open, listen to it. You can listen to it while you're walking. You can listen to it in meditation. You can listen to it as you fall asleep at night. You can listen to it when you start to wake up in the morning. And it's really just an encouragement and an opening for all of us to like acknowledge and appreciate our weird. Because I really believe like it's our weirdness, what we consider as weird oftentimes are like the quirky things that other people love about us. Or it's the cool gifts and the reasons why people hang out with us. And is if we can just accept ourselves more, accept our weirdness more, I truly believe it's my experience that we are then more open to accept and love and have compassion for other people. And holy shit, don't we need that right now? Okay, if you're on my email list, you got an email this morning when this podcast episode came out. And this weekend, I am giving people on my email list, I'm allowing them to download that track for just $4. Normally it's 12, but if they do it before Sunday night at midnight, um, they can get it for $4. So if you're interested in that, hop on my email list at pastlivesandthedivine.com slash subscribe. And if you're already on my email list and you haven't read the email, go ahead, pop it open grab that hypnotic track for that super discounted price. Okay, <sighs> thank you so much for being here. And one more thing, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed this conversation, reach out, say hi to Meredith and Ashley online. I'm gonna link all their stuff, their website and their Instagram handles in the show notes so you can click open the show notes. If you're listening in the Apple podcast app, you literally just like, if you're looking at the episode that's playing, you just scroll up or scroll down and um, you can see the show notes there. Let's do it. Okay, gather around the fire. My conversation with Meredith and Ashley about the Aquarius season. Wow, people, I have been looking forward to this recording. <laughs> I was in a funky state this morning when I woke up and uh, 
I was just talking to Ashley and Meredith about it, who are here with me. Say hi. Hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> We're uh, staring at our faces on Zoom. <laughs> like, I just felt funky this morning, and I was thinking about it, because even though I worked last week, I get such joy when other people are off of work that, like, I, I could feel, like, a little bit of that slump that today brings. So even if you didn't or you were working last week, I think we can all feel Anyway. Woke up this morning and <laughs> took the dogs out on their 90 minute adventure in the morning and was just like, oh my God, that's right. I start recording these podcasts this week. Yes, I'm so excited. And just like this wash of like this sense of like whatever happens this year, I feel like I'm ready for it. Like I feel like I've been, you know, just like polished up so anyways I have a few things in the mix this year as you all know this type of astrology and self-care episode is one of those things and it's really just like me trying all kinds of things see what feels good see what makes sense see what's going to be kept around anyway Okay, so astrology and self-care with two of my favorite people. Uh, and when you have friends with these skills that Ashley and Meredith have, you host a podcast episode to hang out with them. So <laughs> if you're a listener of this podcast, you know these who these two women are. They've been on previous episodes. Uh, I think, Ashley, I think you were like episode 11 and Meredith, I think you were like 29. I guess 28. 28. I think so. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Okay. So if you've listened to all the episodes, you're probably familiar with Ashley and Meredith, but for the people who are new, Meredith, can you start by just giving like a minute or two? Who are you? Where can people find you online? For sure. My name is Meredith McCowan. I'm the owner of Earthling Astrology, and you can find me at earthlingastrology.com. I have not always been an astrologer. This happened um, actually in the last couple of years. In my early 30s, I went a little bit nuts. So I went searching for answers, and that is when astrology found me. But before that, I was a science major. I spent 17 years in a very sciencey, techie career. Uh, and left it all to follow this dream. And here I am today uh, practicing astrology and my practice has been actually quite amazing. It was in 2020 and it continues to grow and amaze me and astrology has me hooked. Uh, so I plan to do this until uh, the next thing appears. But yeah, that's my story in a nutshell. I, I love that swing in your life. Like I think swings like that are so interesting and important of like, I used to be pretty much the opposite, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so cool. That's a transformation. Okay. <laughs> Ashley, who are you today? That's like, yeah, who am I today? Good question. I'm kind of a lazy bum today. So this is so fun to talk to you guys. I wanted to I wanted to share a can cancer sun moment because I'm a cancer sun before I hop into who I am. You two have been so amazing in my year. My last year when I was just looking back at like the things I've learned and kind of like embracing the weird of who I am, you two are at the top of the list. So hanging out with you guys is like, <laughs> yes, I love it so much. This is going to be so good in 2021 doing this once a month together. Oh my gosh. Like regroup to see what the year brings it's gonna be great yeah, yeah. So it, it'll be interesting for sure well I am a yoga teacher I am a mindfulness meditation self-care coach and I host the the podcast yoga magic where we explore self-care and self-study and I work with um, individuals on really building self-care that they can use throughout their entire life I use astrology as one of those major major lights those mirrors for people to see who they are and what they actually enjoy and we do it through a lot of different lenses through yoga yoga, you know, through meditation, but also just like through Netflix. It's like to whatever you want. Self-care is whatever you want. So I'm so glad that we get to talk about these, these topics because these are my favorite. Oh, I feel the same way. Okay. So let's hop into this Aquarius portal of an episode. So first up, Meredith, what can you tell us about, I know you want to talk about like a age of Aquarius, Aquarius season. Tell us all about the energy right now. And like, how can anyone use this energy? Okay, sounds good. And I'm excited we are starting with Aquarius because I shouldn't have a favorite sign as an astrologer, but Aquarius is it. And now, um, depending on who you ask, the conjunction that happened on December 21st, 2020 has officially, quote unquote, 
launched us into the age of Aquarius. Uh, I was born with the planet Venus, which is the planet of love in the sign of Aquarius. So you can literally translate as I love Aquarius. So Aquarius energy is um, it's an air sign. So air element is about the intellect. It's the mental energy. It's one of the mental signs of the not mental mental, more mental energy of the zodiac. And uh, it's a fixed sign, which means energy is kind of uh, stays still. Uh, Taurus, for example, gets the reputation of the stubborn bull. That's another fixed sign. Uh, if you think about Aquarius season in the winter, it's it, winter is here. You know, the snow's not melting. It's on the ground. The, the weather is pretty fixed. And that's where the uh, fixed energy comes in line with the signs. And uh, the opposite sign of Aquarius is Leo. I want to throw that out there and I want to also emphasize to everyone listening that Aquarius falls somewhere in your chart. You're every single sign and I will say that till I'm blue in the face uh, just so people understand that somewhere in your makeup is Aquarius energy and it's being expressed somewhere. It is nicknamed the water bearer. Aquarius has the highest good of everyone in mind. Aquarius, uh, some keywords are they're the geniuses, they're the criminals, they're the rebels, they're the eccentrics, they're the innovators, and they're the sign of independence. Aquarius, my favorite quote for Aquarius, actually I have a couple. One is Aquarius people will be the ones that say to you, don't tell me what to do. If uh, someone with a lot of Aquarius energy in their chart has every intention to take out the garbage and you tell them to take out the garbage, you will see a physical reaction in their body. Uh, I am married to an Aquarius moon, so I see this all the time. <laughs> Good thing Aquarius is my favorite sign. <laughs> it really uh, bodes well for my marriage. Um, what else can I tell you? So Aquarius uh, loves humanity, but really doesn't like people. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Aquarius people had the easiest time with the quarantines of 2020, so I will say that. Uh, historically, Aquarius uh, was associated with a monk uh, meditating in a cave to obtain enlightenment. So Aquarius people need their cave, they need their alone time, they need their independence, and they do not want to be told what to do. The uh, Aquarius people will break the rules, not in a malicious or negative way, but break them because, hey, they'll ask the questions like, are these rules for the highest good of everyone? Or is it just one specific group? That kind of thing. So they're constantly changing things. They're ruled by the planet um, Uranus. <laughs> you guys know my Uranus Uranus joke. Uh, this planet makes you a little uncomfortable and Aquarius people can make you a little uncomfortable too. Uh, kind of shake you out of ruts. Um, they're the awakeners and the age of Aquarius, again, which we theoretically just started is nicknamed the age of enlightenment. So we are going to see more and more people wake up from 2000 years of the age of Pisces asleep in the dream. And I can tell you from my practice, this is happening fast and furious. I don't know about you guys, I, synchronicities in my life are freaking me out. Yeah. Like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it right now. Yeah, yeah. The, I, so many people are like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's the time alone in pandemic, but like things are changing in me, you know, whatever, yeah. however people describe that. But I see it so much, yeah. Yep. And then after the conjunction a few weeks ago, um, that was a big deal. I, I don't want to date this podcast too much, but if you haven't had some sort of existential crisis in the last two weeks or some kind of meltdown, just know you're not alone. Everyone's feeling it and you maybe can't put your finger on what exactly you're feeling, but something is happening on planet Earth. I don't want to pretend to know what that something is exactly, but something's happening. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing time to be alive. It really is. I've had so many meltdowns, so many meltdowns. <laughs> That's okay. Let it all out. It's well, I mean, again, cancer sun over here, just emoting on everyone, but like, it feels good to even know that, that yeah, you Meredith Capricorn mood or rather Capricorn sun are like feeling it too. We all are. It's just a lot. No, Capricorns lot. Oh, can feel emotions. It's hard for me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just a few things. So again, everyone has Aquarius in their chart somewhere. And I'm going to use the three of us in examples. So for example, my Aquarius energy is in the part of my chart for career. 
And again, Aquarius, uh, I didn't say this before, but Aquariuses are like the weirdos, <laughs> the eccentrics. So I have a very strange career. Uh, but my theory is during the age of Aquarius, astrology, we're already seeing this, is going to become more and more accepted. And I wouldn't be surprised in the near future, we see an astrologer on every corner, similar to we see a dentist and a chiropractor right, right now. We'll, we'll see. Maybe there'll be astrologer and official one in the White House in the next couple of years. I have no idea, but I think that stuff like that could be happening. Um, or I was gonna say, Ashley, your Aquarius energy is in the 11th house, which is community, friendships, extended groups of people. So during Aquarius season, it would be good for you to, you know, do networking, get out there, uh, get your voice heard, uh, connect with people. While Gina, on the other hand, her Aquarius energy is in the home part of the chart. So Gina, hunkering down, Aquarius season, that's where your soul wants to be. Um, every Aquarius season. Does that make sense? I want oh, to make sure this. Holy okay. shit, Meredith. Like okay. I, <laughs> I painted my dining room, living room, entryway and hallway to the bedroom. So like, I don't know how many square feet that is last week. I couldn't stop myself. Like I, last week's podcast episode, the podcast episode that came out on January 1st, I literally did it Thursday evening. Like I am not someone who procrastinates. <laughs> And I get such satisfaction from doing things that I was just like, I can't stop myself. Like, is that part of it? Is it almost like a nesting or is it just, I don't want to go anywhere. Cause I, I mean, I'm feeling, I don't want to go. Well, what you described to me, it is, you know, officially Capricorn season right now and you got to work. <laughs> sounds like on your home, but you were working. So that's oh. Capricorn stuff. And then Aquarius energy is more in the mental um, realm or the, you know, the, kind of the thought realm, that's where you will most likely reside in February at home is more with your thoughts instead of the physical labor. Unless you do a lot of thinking while you're painting, that could- uh, That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's honestly like a time warp. You know, it'll be like, how did three hours go by? It's just, it's, I love being like in my head, in my thoughts. And the reason I don't like painting is because I don't like things that like speed up the time so much for whatever reason, it feels very discombobulating for me. So, but I love the being in my thoughts. Okay. That's my Aquarius. Well, that is a great lead in to my next point. So besides the houses, the area of life where your Aquarius energy is, you're going to have to look at your own chart to find your planets that are in Aquarius as well. And Gina and I are born... I think a few, just a few months apart or within a year. And we uh, have what's called the South Node of the Moon in Aquarius, which is the past life symbol in the birth chart. And I know, Gina, we talked about this a little bit last time I was on the show. And I have a few past lives that I've pulled in, two from past life regressions, one spontaneously during a meditation one day. And I was like, what was that? Um, and my past lives, again, I only have three to work with, were very... Aquarius. Um, I pulled in lives where I was in relationships, but I didn't feel connected to people. Again, Aquarius is that intellectual energy, the mental realm. Um, Aquarius people can feel like aliens on earth. And uh, my past lives that I did pull in, I was very alone, very independent, but didn't feel very connected to other humans, didn't necessarily feel a connection to planet earth. Uh, and that's the energy that I come from. And Gina, you have very similar signatures in your chart as well. Um, so that's another thing to look at in your birth chart to see what planets you have in Aquarius. And again, I mentioned I have Venus as well. Uh, so I, again, love Aquarius. I'm attracted to Aquarius people, weird, weirdo stuff. Uh, and that can tell you a lot more about just a, a piece of your soul as well. Um, what else do you guys want to know? Um, oh, uh, Meredith, one thing that I think I don't know. I record these podcast episodes and then completely forget what I talked about. So I don't know if we actually talked about it in the episode in October, but my question was like, uh, to me, it was so like revolutionary to be like, wait, I have a South node in Aquarius and a North node is in Leo. But, and this is, I think what made me fall in love with you, Meredith. <laughs> it's you Aww. said like, <laughs> that's your life path like yep. part of your life path whatever that is you know however much free will is in there part of it is going from this like alone to out there 
Yeah, we both have similar signatures. And I actually watched this great documentary, astrology documentary on Netflix. And uh, the astrologer on that show was describing that Aquarius people have mastered uh, the art of downloading the cosmic code or the cosmic intelligence and being able to translate it in an earthly environment. And I resonate with that. I mean, I was a science geek. I loved astronomy, outer space, aliens, X-Files, unsolved mysteries, all that weirdo stuff. And uh, yeah, I am, I am also moving towards the Leo vibration, which is still uncomfortable for me, but I'm getting better. Yeah. Uh, just the fact that I'm not shaking nervous on this podcast right now is improvement. I can't tell you how scared I've been of public stuff my whole life and actually my new career has kind of thrust me into that more leo spotlight and gina i don't know if you can relate to that just kind of like i'd rather just be people watching the wallflower in the corner but the universe keeps kind of baby stepping this capricorn out into the spotlight and being seen much more than i've been in my whole life yeah i i i feel that in my life so i would even though so look at that in your chart, like your South node, your North node, that to me was really, really interesting. And you can always like just Google these things too, once you have your birth chart. Um, oh, this is a good, Meredith, where's a good place for people to easily go and like type in their information and get their birth chart if they wanted to like do their birth chart? Great question. So there's apps on the phone and I think Ashley uses CoStar. There's the pattern. I like time passages, which I believe is only on iPhone. Uh, that was what I learned astrology best with was time passages app. Oh. And there's also Astro Gold. There's like a new app every day, I feel like okay. with astrology, but for free charts online, astro.com and Chani Nicholas actually has a great website that, awesome. yeah, mm -hmm. you can grab your chart uh, on that as well. If you order it for me on my website, I charge just a few bucks and I uh, include a personalized profile listing all of your signs. So even if you are a Taurus or a Gemini, I will list if you have any planets uh, in Aquarius. And you all know, like I cannot recommend working with Meredith and Ashley enough. Um, and Meredith to me was just, I don't know, just the way you kind of pull in past life stuff and you talk about alien stuff. It's just... <laughs> Just my flavor of weird. <laughs> <laughs> A fellow South Node Aquarius. Well, we could stay up till five in the morning talking about aliens. Yeah. Okay. Is, can I, do you guys hear if I ask a quick question about the chart? Cause I'm getting this question way yeah. more and more just, I mean, from random people, I think like, this is how I know that we're moving into this Aquarius energy is that I'm having people that I would never have guessed interested in astrology ask me questions like how do Ashley do you want to peek at my chart and like what do you think about this and how do how do I you know get a reading so I send them over to Meredith all the time <laughs> and I just I'm like so excited that people are are embracing this for the very first time are you saying this too Oh, thank you so much for bringing that up. So what's super exciting for me is I get all these like super corporate people or doctors and lawyers and scientists. Like I love when I get the scientists because I have a background in science. And I think again, all my old science teachers are like, what happened to Meredith? But I'm like, it's so cool when people are asking the questions and like, wait, maybe there is something to this. And in order to take astrology down, you actually have to study it for like a year yourself. Um, and I totally get why people don't want to do that. Just want to discard it. I'm like, well, you have to kind of prove it to yourself. Uh, and that's what people I think are being called to do. But people, more and more people are asking questions. And uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Soul that just came out yes. from Pixar. So cute. I love wow. it. Um, there was a few Aquarian moments and that right? everybody yeah. needs to watch it. <laughs> Oh, Disney I, in general, Disney is like embracing the the world that we live in. I don't know. I mean, like, again, I have kids, so I watch this stuff, but I watch it through kind of a metaphysical lens. Oh, and yeah. Like that and then even like Frozen and the, Frozen oh. 2 and the elements. And I'm just like, who, who, where is there an astrologer? Like, on I think Disney? there might be. There's some uh, there's some people in working for Disney that are trying to get the message out, I think, in an easy, totally. digestible way. Um, but that kind of stuff, age of Aquarius, this is going to start happening fast and furious. So I think when we record our December episode, the whole world is going to be so different. And it's so cool that we're going to timestamp this once a month yes. during 2021. The first, you know, theoretically the first year of the age of Aquarius officially to see how fast and furious things change on planet earth. Oh my gosh. I I'm didn't excited. even think of it from that lens. Yes. I love that. 
I mean, one thing I want to just say on that, and I don't think we talked about this yet. I mean, have you guys watched movies from like 2010, 2011, you know, comedies, like raunchy comedies? I watch those now and I just cringe. Um, and then, but 10 years ago when I watched these movies, they were hilarious. Like I didn't think anything of it. And now some of these jokes and what they were doing to women, I was like, oh, you can't yeah. do that anymore. Why did I ever think that was okay? So that's just an example of even the last 10 years, how much things have changed uh, in pop culture, in our lives, and what's okay and what's not. And that kind of yeah. stuff is going to be like, okay, let's question what we're doing, why we're doing it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, okay. Speaking of questioning what you're doing and why you're doing it, <laughs> Ashley, let's like, how can we bring fun ways to kind of use this energy? Like what's going on in the sky? Give yeah. me your self-love and knowledge. I'd <laughs> yes. love to. It's funny that you say, Meredith, I haven't actually heard people say um, that, that Aquarius energy is, they're the awakeners. I've never actually heard anyone say that, but I have, I have an Aquarius daughter who, when I was pregnant with her, I decided I, I was going to name her Aurora, which means the dawn, no lie. And so I'm like, holy buckets. And she, for me, was the true awakener. She, when I was pregnant with her is when I started really intense meditation, seeking out past lives, like really going down this path of, of what I find to be where I live now and where I embrace. And I am just like, I'm loving on my weird. And I think that, yeah. <laughs> I think that is a, is Aquarius. And, you know, you kind of asking Gina, we were asking about like, what are we, what am I doing or what are we doing around this season? I'm hanging out with people like you guys where I can speak freely. I can speak my truth about what I believe, you know, and some of it I'll say out loud, granted, I don't see a lot of people at <laughs> this time because we're still in COVID world. But when I say some stuff out loud to others that I, I don't necessarily, um, you know, they don't necessarily like see eye to eye on some of the stuff that I talk about, I get that blank look. And that's, it's been almost harder than ever to, to continue living in that state. Like I just want to surround myself with people that want to dive in and want to be like me. And I think like what you had said, you know, that's where Aquarius is in my chart. It's within my communities, within my tribe. And I have a podcast tribe. Where talk yeah. about it all the time. Yeah. Major tribe energy. So that's what I'm doing. I'm hanging out with you guys and I'm not hanging out with my podcast guests and it's, and, and tapping into who I really am, who, and not really caring if people think it's weird, right? Like that's so Aquarian. Absolutely. One of the things that I really love about astrology, a lot of times when I'm like wondering why I feel a certain way, or it's like, oh my God, I've been feeling so crazy. It's kind of nice to be like, it's the moon. It's not you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's your wild part of you. And so I, just what you said there, Ashley, about like, um, where, Aquarius lands for you and how you're doing that. I think even for someone to, I don't know if you two can give tips on this or speak to it, but like if someone have their birth chart in front of them and they saw like, oh, okay, um, Aquarius is this house in my birth chart. Like, I just, I think it's such a cool way to even tinker with on your own. And as someone who, I think I got my first astrology reading, maybe like three or four years ago. And the amount that I've slowly learned just when I feel like it, just when I feel like Googling something, just when I feel like, Hey, you know what? 2020 was one hell of a fucking year. I'm going to ask Meredith what the fuck is going <laughs> in 2021, you know? So I just, I don't know if there's any tips and you don't have to go through like what, what Aquarius looks like in each house never, but even just some tips if someone had their birth chart and they were like, wondering how to embrace that Aquarian energy based on the house it's in. And I don't know if either one of you have tips or tricks that you use with clients. Cause I know Ashley, you use a lot of astrology with your clients. Yeah. And I, I really did. I learned this from Meredith. It was like kind of the placements to look at and what, you know, what to pull out from a birth chart. And it was funny because it's sort of, we kind of, I've been doing that with clients and, and not even realizing it. So I like to look to the sun the moon and Mars as my indicators of like where to start. The thing about self-care is that it's so flipping overwhelming. It's so buzzy. You know, everyone's like, go do your meditations and take a bubble bath. And it's like, it's become a should 2020 is the year of you should take care of yourself. It's like, also, yeah. I just, I just have to like survive really. And so 
I like to give people ideas from the birth chart to start, just more to start. And I like to look, I'll break down the sun and the moon today because I think that is is really, you know, navigable and bite-sized for people. So if you have an Aquarius sun, it's an interesting placement because the sun is about shining bright and it's really about identity and self. And Aquarius energy is about everybody else. It's about the collective. It's about doing things for other people. And so it's, it is kind of like a, a little bit of a Uranus like feeling a little bit of discomfort um, with, with Aquarius energy in the sun. That being said, if that's all the more reason to prioritize self-care when you have an Aquarius sun, because you're always, you're always kind of thinking about other people. Maybe you're by yourself. Yes. But also you're thinking about how can I make the world better? How can I use my gifts to really change the world? And that's a heavy load for somebody. So taking time to really, really be, um, taking care of yourself and being selfish is like my first major tip for an Aquarius sun is just you know, be selfish, listen to the things that you want to do. When I look at the sun, I do like to look at more physical practices. So if you're like, okay, I have a, this sign is my son or whatever. It's, it helps to say, okay, what are, let's start with some physical practices. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's movement for an Aquarius. Um, there is this element again of like individual, solitude in a way, but also being around physically being around people that you can be free in. That's kind of what I was talking about what I'm doing. It's just like where you can be yourself, where it's okay to be a wallflower. It's okay to be a little bit out there. It's okay to break the rules. So surrounding yourself with people that, um, that you can speak your truth to physically, you know, doing any of meditation for every single sign, no matter where it is in your chart is so helpful. Um, but doing some, some more self-study as a part of your meditation practice. And that kind of plays into, uh, an Aquarius moon. So I like to look at the moon for emotional well-being. Um, and if someone has an Aquarius placement within their moon, there's so much, there's so much to, to dig out with an Aquarius moon, to do that self-study work. And I read recently, I want to pull up the quote so that I, that I say, right. You know, I read recently that Aquarius, they can carry the emotion of others and not be influenced by them. Rather, they can learn and understand the truth. So if someone in Aquarius moon is, is carrying the energies and the emotions of other people, perhaps unlike um, a water sign where they might a have water bearer. That information. I exactly. love that you said that they're the water bearer. They carry emotions for others, but they're an air sign. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I like, I read that late and I was like, oh my, it's so true. And they learned the truth. So yes, that is like carrying these emotions and doing some of that excavation work, but also observing their own emotions. Again, this is true. You don't really have any Aquarius energy, but if you have an Aquarius moon, going and looking at like, where are my emotions? Where's my shadows? Like, where are, where are my conditions and beliefs about myself? What does that, what is that truth? What is that telling me? Um, it can just, can, can truly help the others, you know, self-care is community care, community care is self-care. These, these opportunities to take care of ourselves, they do benefit the world around us. And so, yeah, I think where to start, where I would suggest for, an Aquarius that wants to come into themselves a little and really observe and take care of themselves is to one, dedicate a space, start to dedicate a space. Space and time is really what um, will actually make this happen. A space in your house, maybe it's an altar, maybe it's a meditation cushion, maybe it's your bathroom. I mean, I take, I do a lot of meditation in the tub, like heck yes. <laughs> and so dedicating a space to this work, to this self-study and meditation and self-care, and then also time being, being committed to these practices. You don't have to do like 20 minutes of deep meditation or like do, you know, a hypnosis session, like once a week. I feel like I'm sure Meredith, you would say that's a bit much, but rather once in a while, like go into those deeper sessions, but then just dabble every day, commit to yourself just a little bit, make it a priority, send it out to the universe that you're working on yourself because it ultimately benefits everyone else. 
It does. I believe uh, the Aquarius people, especially now, all the work they do for self-care will have a ripple effect on the collective. And I like what you said about the Aquarius moons. Um, my husband's an Aquarius moon and he is a musician. He's got his own cave in our basement where he can kind of recharge and play his music. And what he's doing, what I notice about him, he challenges people's emotional attachment to their ideas. Mm. <laughs> Even my, his wife, he challenges my emotional attachment to my astrological beliefs daily. Um, and I like this about him. A good thing I have Venus in Aquarius because he's constantly like, why do you believe that? Why do you believe astrology? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, we have these like, Aquarius kind of weirdo conversations. So actually something you said made me think about that. Uh, cause it is a, it's a strange moon sign to have cause Aquarius isn't super famous for, you know, crying at funerals or being super emotional, but again, carrying those emotions of others or challenging the emotions of others, especially other people that are in victim mentality or mm -hmm. blaming mentality and as we leave the age of pisces uh 2000 years of that of being more in the victim uh looking for a savior type stuff fishies swimming in opposite directions <laughs> uh aquarius is going to challenge those beliefs whether you're you know democrat republican yes person no person packers bears whatever <laughs> side you're on uh, <laughs> you know call for equality mm -hmm. i Oh my gosh, I love that. So, okay, Ashley, do you, what else you got? You know, the only other thing I was going to mention for someone with a lot of Aquarius in their charter, just embracing Aquarian season is is doing some outreach, doing some volunteer work if you can right now. And, and that's using your gifts to truly benefit other people. Like I said, community care is self-care and vice versa. When we take care of other people, when we take care of ourselves, it elevates the planet. And so there are so many opportunities right now that you don't even have to leave your house where you can use your gifts. I'll use for myself, for example, like I'll teach a yoga class for a donation class for something that I believe in. And it, I mean, it gets noticed because it's, I, I feel passionate about it, right? Like I'm excited to share and, and do something that I love teaching yoga and also benefits other people. So that's just like a fun kind of tidbit, self-care community care to do right now. I just got my, and I, apologies, I'm allergic to politics. I want to put that out there before I start talking about this. I got my stimulus check this morning. I checked my bank account. I was like, whoa, there's more money in there than I thought. And I had to Google what it was. I'm like, oh, it's stimulus check. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to happen so fast. And I'm actually going to give mine away. And I planned on this once I heard they were coming because my business, I'm so grateful, has been fine in 2020. Uh, it's grown, you know, I've been doing good things and nobody asked me if I needed the money. <laughs> so uh, on that note, I'm going to do this Aquarius thing. I'm like, I'm going to give it to someone who needs it. And that is maybe one example of what might change in the near future, not just giving everybody the same thing, like who, who's more in need? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's like ask the questions. Let's get back into that air element mm -hmm. and maybe figure out how to distribute this um, based on different factors. Um, yes. That's yeah. That kind of stuff. yeah. I don't, hopefully that's not too controversial to talk about. Uh, again, no, I don't care. allergies to politics. <laughs> oh, I love, let's leave, like, let's talk politics. No. <laughs> okay. I love your face. I do care what people think, but there are certain people who, you know, I'm just never going to make them. Did you guys see, I, I got a one-star review. This was such I a saw this, Gina. I know what you're talking about. Such a beautiful moment. I got this one-star review and it was like, and something about the tangents. I mean, they didn't use the word tangents, but that's how I describe it. And I was like, uh, just in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, if you don't, if you're not fucking in love with this topic, I'm certain I would be maddening to listen to. <laughs> I, when I record a podcast alone, I lose points all the time. Like, it's like, now where the fuck was I going with that story? And then I have to like press pause, either delete it or like, oh yeah, that's where I'm going. It's just like, there's a lot going on in between these two ears. And so, yeah, anyway, it was a beautiful moment because I was just like, yeah, that probably would be maddening for you. I, I would never uh, leave that review, but that is such a good Aquarius example. Um, I, when I first started my business, I don't know if you guys had this too. I had like cold callers calling me 
you know, offering to wipe all my bad reviews off the internet for a certain fee a month. And I was like, that's a thing. People do that. Uh, and I actually put on my website a couple of months ago, I'm like, I will not erase good, bad, ugly reviews. I want you to make an informed decision. And this stuff isn't for everybody. It's, it's Aquarius. And I love yeah. that you said that one star review was beautiful. <laughs> like you appreciate that person's truth. Uh, yeah. And you know, that Aquarian kind of weird. They're like, this is too weird for me, whatever. I didn't read it. I'm going to assume as we're done recording I'm gonna jump on that review. <laughs> leave a review if you go look for that one star <laughs> yeah um that's a really good south note aquarius example you're just kind of detached you, you didn't um you know maybe you analyze it you analyze it you know in the air air element you analyze it but detached emotionally from it yeah it was this really um it was kind of like this idea of as someone who lives with reoccurring depression and anxiety when when those bouts come the thing that I measure my success against is like who is Gina in the face of this today am I automatic believing it am I listening to my internal shit talker for days at a time and it's like I'm different every time I show up now when that internal shit talker shows up it's like oh my gosh it's been so long since you've been here Ah, same. <laughs> I don't believe everything or really anything that you say. Like, hello, old friend. Like, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, I'm different. I'm different. I call mine the voice. That is all I want. The voice. The voice. The voice is back feeding me maybe, things. And I'm like, uh-huh, just keep talking. I'm not going to believe you this time. Maybe you guys can help me. My Capricorn moon is is very loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that being said, though, I for the very first time in my whole life, as I've been really, really embracing just kind of tuning out that voice um, mm -hmm. more often and knowing what it sounds like and knowing how to move past it for the oh. very time in a deep, deep meditation, I started, I mean, truly channeling when in our Meredith and when our last reading, you had said, I asked you, do you think I could channel? And you're like, oh yeah, you could totally do it. And it started. And I was, <gasps> able, what was crazy is I was be able to differentiate it from that that, that voice of, of doubt all the time. Cause it was so much different listening to my higher self mm -hmm. or God or whoever, you know, that, that was able to tell me all of these good things was so much different from the, the negative things that I have sometimes. Yes. If the voice, as I call mine comes with fear or, yeah. um, I don't know another key word. If it comes, if you, get, you start getting anxious, or your heart starts to beat. That is not intuition. That right. is not. That is something else. Um, my intuition, actually, I can relate to that. I, it's, isn't it hard to put into words though? Um, it's like the information comes through a different portal in my brain <laughs> when it's coming from a loving source, and it's just like I kind of know something. But then you know, my Capricorn would be like, "Are you sure?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind of question it. But yeah, I've, I've been having the same experiences actually, and it's mm -hmm. been brilliant yeah it's amazing and I'm so so grateful I think I yeah. said Eugenia yeah. like in a text one day I'm so fucking happy that I'm awake right now because if I wasn't I wouldn't know I wouldn't have done that one I wouldn't have been able to access that but two I don't think I would have known I was just written it off and now I can move through these moments and I can tell you guys about it and someone be like yeah cool that sounds great and like it's not huge you know <laughs> Yeah, as we kind of detach from the age of Pisces, which again, we were all in, but we were probably born in the gray area. Uh, and there's debate. I didn't talk about this yet, but there's debate on when I want to actually get your guys ideas when the age of Aquarius started to creep in. Some people think the Industrial Revolution. I'm kind of on the page now, the early 1900s with Einstein's theories, and then the 60s and 70s were huge with the psychedelic movement and everyone getting weird uh, after the baby boomers, 60s, 70s, and then the invention of the internet is just slam dunk. That's the technological age. We're all connected, but we're in our homes, exactly where Aquarius wants to be. Again, loving humanity, not so much into people. So mm -hmm. the internet is uh, has been really great. I mean, it's kind of ugly these days, sure, yeah. uh, but depending on where you look, but I can also detach from all that kind of stuff and observe what's going on uh, on the collective level. Oh my gosh. I, you know what, if, when someone asks me this question again, I will be taking exactly what you said, Meredith. <laughs> just saying that. I don't even feel qualified to speculate on this. Uh, I don't know. I, just... I felt an awakening like in 2013. That's when mine started too. Um, I mean, fast track 2013, my whole life changed. I called off a wedding. I changed jobs. I fell in love with my now husband, who's also 
weirdo. Um, and now I'm an astrologer. So yeah, the last seven years have been kink. Uh, <laughs> That's what mine was too, too. I think yeah. 2013, and then my Saturn return had just finished, I believe. Okay. Um, and so yeah, major push forward in that 2013. I, have you guys heard though? I've heard more from actually like astrologers that I really love listening to really debunk the age of Aquarius in general that they don't think it's a thing. What do you, I think it is, but I mean, oh, I think the the procession of the equinoxes make the ages a thing, but some, are you saying some astrologers think it's not going to lock into place till 2160? There's another, yeah, it's not here yet. Um, but I believe it is, but I can't, you know, prove it to you. That's just my own truth at the moment. Of course, my ideas and truth changes per day, but I'm really solid that we are in the age of Aquarius and Gina and myself and maybe sun, moon, Aquarius should start to feel more comfortable in their own skin uh, from now going on. I mean, I felt like an alien as a kid. Like I just couldn't connect to anyone. I was thinking of consciousness when I was like four. Uh, And now I'm finding you guys and more of my tribe, Aquarius people, and I can talk about this stuff without being judged or... I mean, people still call me crazy and now I'm just like, sweet. <laughs> okay. I'm crazy. Which what's crazy today. Um, so yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, and again, just the people coming to me in corporate science careers that never would have touched the stuff 10, 20 years ago. Um, it's not so under the radar. They're telling their friends about it now. Did you two uh, know that Ronald Reagan had an astrologer in the world? Oh yeah. Yes, it was like, and like, so to me, that's a pretty good indication that we're moving towards the age of Aquarius. But yeah, he had like all about that life. And I think that's going to be where we're going. You said that, Meredith, like are the presidents, are they going to have? Oh, yeah. T- oh, yeah, I completely agree with that. Like, I think a lot of celebrities have astrologers and there's oh. a famous quote and I, I don't know who said it, but they said Mill- millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires, billionaires do. <laughs> I've heard that too. I've heard that too. My husband found that one day and he's, he came to me and he's like, do you think this is true? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. Are you kidding? I'm going to put that to the test this year. My husband's got some stuff coming up. I'm not a big, I, again, I got Venus and Aquarius. So I'm very detached to money. Um, but if I actually studied financial astrology, I'm like, huh, I'm just not interested in it. I'm more like, let's talk about past lives, money. Eh. <laughs> me too. Okay. So going forward, uh, how are you, Ashley, you've shared a little bit about this, like connecting with people in your community, but like, even just in a sentence or two, Meredith, how is the energy of this season, whether you want to speak through the lens of a new year, a new age, Aquarius season, winter, like, how are you embracing the energy that's around you, whether it's something you're looking forward to something you're doing something you're going to try to change. So for me, I have been working on, and it comes a little bit easier for me than other people, is healthy detachment. Um, You know, 2020, everyone was freaking out about something, just freakouts constantly. And I had to counsel a lot of people through those freakouts, and I have to detach from their energy. Um, So I am moving to keep embracing that. I think there's going to be a few shock waves and maybe explosive truths coming to the surface in early 2021. And I, again, want to detach from those shock waves and hold the space and be grounded for whatever comes to pass. Um, but yeah, healthy detachment is um, what I'm working on because you don't want to be so detached that there's no empathy or no compassion. So I'm trying to find balance with that, with the Aquarius energy. Does that make sense? Oh my God, that's beautiful. Okay. I just took a note. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Attachment underlined. Attach. Some Buddhist stuff. Yeah. They talk about detachment. Or maybe not being so emotionally attached to outcomes. That's a tough one for humans. You know, you want this thing to manifest. You want it so bad. And then if it doesn't come to pass, practice acceptance. If a door doesn't open, just understand and trust that it's not your door. Even if you wanted it so bad, know and trust that the universe has something else uh, coming for you. Yeah. And I'll piggyback on that is like, and get curious about what's coming because it's probably better than what you thought. Yeah. Focus. So I think the law of manifestation and attraction is through the roof. So if you haven't been doing the inner work and stuck in victim blaming mentality, you're, this year's going to still be a little bit tough for you. Do the work, focus on positivity, gratitude practice. Uh, Ashley, you know, that changed mm-hmm. my life. Just even while my fingers work, I can see out of my eyeballs. I can hear my hair still grows. Like just 
if you can't find anything, are you breathing? <laughs> Send a thank you to the universe. Gratitude. Yeah. yeah. You know what has helped me in terms of like gratitude practice is kind of right up there with journaling with me where I'm like, that sounds great. I'm never going to do it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what helps me is like when I'm on a walk with an induction uh, with hypnosis clients, one of the things that I say to most people is like, when they're in this special space, it's like, notice the joy and the wonder here. And I've been saying that quietly to myself on walks. And this is really Aquarian, actually, now that I'm going to say it. And I've been walking and looking at trees and snow and water yes. and ice as if I'd never seen it before. Same. <laughs> and that is big for me. Holy shit. Like it seems so little, but like actually touching the tree and being like, Hey, how's it going? I walk by you every day. Like I can, there was a moment in the movie soul with that. Gina, have you yes. seen the movie yet? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where the something fell in the person's hand. It was like a helicopter from a tree. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. I think that's kind of what on the lines of what you're talking about. Just the moment of the, just the beauty of the moment. Yes. Yeah. And that helps me of like, see the joy and the wonder here. And sometimes we have to pretend like we're not from here to get out of the, like the, oh, ho-hum, I'm in, you know, suburbia. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you, it's Meredith. Ashley, what about you? Like, what are you doing going forward? Well, it's funny that you didn't bring this up. I was talking to on another manifestation process and it, it just does feel like the wheels are in motion for so many of us. Um, and you can't manifest if you're not grateful for what you have right now. There's just no, there, I mean, yes, like do the work, do the shadow work, do regression with Gina, man, pull up some, pull up some shadows that way. And it's been so helpful. And if you're not able to be in the moment and see what you have right now, how will you ever see what you manifested in the future? You're, you don't see that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's been such a shift for me. That being said, this is a hard concept to teach other people. I'm finding it really hard to convey this, this idea of being present and being grateful in order to manifest your future. Cause they're kind of like these weird conflicting ideas. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of a tangent. I'm, I'm following your, your vibe, Gina, <laughs> but I'm glad um, you feel at home. <laughs> it's, I feel be at home always the, what another kind of a thing I was talking about, like spending more time with people that like to talk about the things that I like to talk about and are willing to just really be truthful and honest. I think that also goes, um, with asking more questions and being and listening more this yes. year. Yes. I mean, yes. in a Mercury will go retrograde coming up here in the winter and like what a good time if you're not already doing some reflection work like start then and shut your flipping mouth and just listen to the world for a moment and see what comes up and ask questions of yourself like is yes. this the, is this the truth the media is this what I'm am I believing this or you know is what my my partner or my mom saying is this real and it's okay if it's yes or no it doesn't matter just listen yeah I love that. That's something that I do relentlessly is like question everything I do, not all the time, but like when I notice I'm doing something a lot and I just question it, is this what I want to do? How I want to do it? Could I do this in a different way that would serve something else? And it's not like this constant striving. It's really just like questioning. Aquarius energy is going to ask us this year to start questioning even our reality. Mm -hmm. uh, and depending on how much Aquarius in your chart, you'll either be comfortable or uncomfortable with that notion. Um, I don't think the new normal is here yet, whatever that looks like. And I think it's a good thing. Aquarius is not a normal sign. It is the opposite of normal. So <laughs> I don't know what the new abnormal is going to look like. And hopefully it's all of us getting to be our weirdo selves, independence, freedom, you know, acceptance, detachment, all that stuff. But it might, there might be some turbulence to get there. Um, this year. But again, embrace yourself, embrace other people, accept other people, even if they think or talk differently than you or whatever their ideas are, just mm -hmm. give them a virtual hug or care. I always say care bear stare them. <laughs> um, <laughs> box talking doom and gloom or whatever they're doing. Just send them a care bear stare. You guys grew up in the eighties, you know, the yeah. care, bear, right? <laughs> care bear stare. What do you think is a normal sign Meredith? I'm like genuinely curious. <laughs> Well, so I mentioned at the beginning, so Leo is the opposite oh, yeah. sign of Aquarius and Leo 
is more kind of keeping up with the Joneses. What's everybody else doing? I want to do the same thing. I don't want to be different. I want to be accepted. I want to be part of the crowd. And Aquarius does their own thing and doesn't care if they're accepted or not. If the crowd's doing it, it just comes from more of an internal thing. So that's a polarity. How much do we do because we want other people to accept us? And how much do we do because we completely 100% accept ourselves? Oh my God, that fucking question cuts so deep, Meredith. All of us. It's, it's such Everybody a mind fuck. Hit the rewind 10 seconds button and let's all <laughs> listen to that again. Well, I actually discovered a term, I think in the last month, and maybe you guys know of this term called emotional blackmail. We've all done it. Oh. We've all been on the receiving end of it and not been aware that we're emotionally blackmailing someone. Um, like you need to do this or I'm not going to do this for you. It's, you know, that's a kind of drastic example, but I think oh, that stuff yeah. should be the breaks are going to have to stop with that kind of mentality during the age of Aquarius. Oh God. So <laughs> much to think about. Okay. All right. We did it. That's the first <laughs> astrology and self-care episode officially coming to an end, the Aquarius edition. So I'll see you two back here in a month talking Pisces. Pisces, right? This is going to be great. I mean, again, 2021 is going to be uh, an amazing, crazy year. And we'll have kind of, again, timestamps once a month yeah, to see how we're dealing with the new energies. And Pisces is up next. And that is the age we're currently leaving. Uh, the age of Pisces is dissolving. So we'll have lots to talk about next month. Oh, I can't wait. Thank you both. Thank you. Yeah. Well, there it is. That is our episode for today. This episode, just like all these episodes, are brought to you by me. I do the recording, the editing, the publishing, the promotion. I do all the artwork. I work my ass off. So thank you. I'm so glad you're here and I'm so glad you like it. And I love your support. If you want to support me in this podcast, you can leave a five-star rating on Apple. You can also just forward this episode to a friend who's maybe a little interested in astrology, or maybe you're like, hey, I think you might like this. Either way, thank you so much for being here and being open to the power of these fun conversations. I started this podcast because I felt alone a lot in these weird thoughts and these weird interests. And having this conversation publicly while sometimes it is a little scary or kind of makes me like, Ugh, I'm uncomfortable. You know, having these conversations publicly has introduced me to a world of people who help me feel normal in the best way. And I really cannot <laughs> thank you enough for that. And my hope is if you go download um, the Loving Your Weirdness out of my hypnosis shop at Past Lives and the Divine, that's my hope. My hope is that we love and accept ourselves so much that we show ourselves to the people who love us. Because oftentimes we're afraid they're going to be the most critical. And oftentimes they see it. We don't think they see it. And they already see it. And they already love us. So if you're feeling like you want more of that confidence, self-love, acceptance, just loving the weird parts of you, go to pastlivesandthedivine.com, click on shop and grab that loving your weirdness hypnotic audio journey. All right, thank you again for being here. Take anything in this episode that helped you and just leave the rest. <laughs>